0: And welcome back to Hardline. Kevin Hardwick here. Um, let's uh, switch it up. I want to thank my first hour guest again, uh, Chris Horvoditz from Channel Four, along to help me question Michael Crocker, the new executive director of Unshackle Upstate. Second hour today. When putting together a second hour, I really, uh, obviously, I didn't know uh, what was going to happen yesterday. I had an idea that uh, Judge Kavanaugh was going to get confirmed, would get sworn in, but um, um, you know, it, uh, it, anything could have happened so i said let's uh, let's put together a panel." And the original thought was we'd uh, we'd invite the doctors in to analyze the events of the week and speculate as to where it uh was going after that so Dr. Tim Callen is here as one of the doctors but the other doctor uh, Dr. Brian Polliner had better things to do today he's uh, he he, uh, he couldn't bring himself to come back to the studio so i said well who am i going to invite now well i said let's get the uh the uh view of the uh the the, the common person and again as i've said before i know no more common persons than uh, my friends uh, Bob and Susan Gregg so i i welcome them now we should say that Bob is an artist uh award winning artist uh locally and sue uh, actually works for the county legislature as my legislative aide, as I've said many times, and it is true, she does all the work that I take all the credit for. So welcome back, everybody.
2: Commonly speaking, thank you.
0: Again. Yeah, commonly speaking, <laughs> the common man. So anyway, um, you know the events, Tim. Tim, before we went on, you were talking about the number of people that came out yesterday, and and the number of protesters and the engagement in this, uh, and and it was like you know we haven't seen this before. Uh, you know, to the uh, both both to the Senate chamber yesterday to try to disrupt the uh, uh the proceedings from the gallery and uh, and then in front of the Supreme Court later record numbers and you were marveling at that and I guess my question to you is I, I guess to all of you is would you have seen those numbers w- No, let me pl- phrase it this way Wouldn't you have seen those numbers regardless I mean you saw even before the whole sexual uh... assault allegations came forward uh, you had protesters in the hearings uh, trying to disrupt the uh, the confirmation hearings anyway and it's just because this is a swing vote it's historic it's been decades in the making I mean you go back all the way to the Warren court very liberal in the 60s conservatives have been and Republicans have been been waiting for this day for a long time Democrats have been trying to stop it and that's why there was so much disruption at the original hearings and it only got worse after sexual uh, assault allegations came out wouldn't you have seen those same uh, about the same number of people in front of the Supreme Court yesterday demonstrating against Kavanaugh regardless of the uh, allegations, Tim?
1: I don't know. Uh, I mean, certainly uh, we see a level of civic engagement and protest and uh, communication and people talking about politics at a level now that uh, perhaps we haven't seen in decades. In other words, um, you know, Robert Putnam, as you may recall, um, sociologist from Harvard 25 years ago penned his is a journal article, which became a book about bowling alone, talking about a, a, lo- a lack of civic engagement, that Americans weren't N- participating in bowling, bowling teams or Kiwanis yes. clubs or, or, or clubs. other clubs. Yes. Um, they, they didn't know their neighbors. They didn't you know, sit on their stoop or on the porch and talk to people anymore. And, and lamenting the uh, reduction in civic engagement more broadly around the country. And, and I, I, I think for good or bad, and there's reasons for both of it, the the feeling of Americans uh, since uh, the 2016 presidential election um, has has mobilized millions of Americans I think to to talk about politics to think about government to attend rallies protests um, again for good or for bad that um, we haven't seen. Uh, Maybe, arguably, since Vietnam, I don't know. I mean,
0: so, so, are you suggesting it might be prudent for me to go uh, invest in a bowling alley?
1: Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, are you a member of a Kiwanis or Rotary Club? No, well,
0: uh, well, no, but that's, but, but, yeah, that that thesis was, and and bowling alone was a nice title. Um, you know the fact that that uh, that the, 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 we don't you know we don't get together again, uh, although we do get together on the internet, and that's that's in many ways right. worse than seeing people at the rotary or the bowling league or whatever like that. Um, what Bob uh, Bob Gregg? What's yeah. what's your Take from uh, from yesterday. Do you think that you would have seen just as many people demonstrating, regardless of the uh, sexual uh, assault allegations, well, or or did they add something to it? Did they put those uh, demonstrations on steroids?
2: I think they put uh, they. I think the crowd was uh, more vocal than large. You know, rec- you know, I don't know about record numbers. I, I saw the footage. Uh, you know, the the obviously they were well prepared. Uh, you know, there were pre-made signs. You know, the graphics were uh, not something you would knock off on, on your home computer. Uh, but, uh, you know, once again, uh, you mentioned Vietnam. There were certainly big protests in the Vietnam era. Um, I'm not sure about the numbers, but uh, they are certainly uh, pretty vocal. You know, so, uh, you know, I, I think, I think it, it, it probably would have been the same amount of people. Uh, no matter uh, what happened on, in the court.
0: Susan, your take on yesterday's events?
3: I think you would have had the same with or without the sexual charge. Um, the Me Too movement came out, and whoever Trump, because they don't like Trump, whoever Trump would have nominated, they would have protested. They were protesting Kavanaugh way before this came out. It, it's just, it's good that people protest. Just like I tell my daughter, it's great that they get involved, but make sure you have your facts straight and pick your pick your arguments. Because if you, if you come out all the time, constantly anti, 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 as we've seen you lose the sting after a while because people are expecting you to come out and protest against it.
0: We're, we're, we're talking together or today to, uh, to a panel. Uh you got Dr. Tim Callan here and Bob and Susan Gregg uh if you hear something and you want to weigh in and 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 again this hour is going to be uh be kind of hopefully therapeutic for many of us it's going to be uh kind of debriefing on the events of the week the confirmation and the swearing in of judge uh, Brett Kavanaugh uh everything that went uh heretofore and and everything that's going to uh happen next including the uh the midterms you know there are uh, th- this regardless of the effect there is no denying that th- what happened in this confirmation is and will have an Im- impact on the midterms depending on who you talk to however that effect is different you know one of the things that's that's kind of interesting is that uh, the enthusiasm gap tim between the Democrats and Republicans, which was which was huge, uh, and that's why many people were predicting this not just a blue wave but a blue tsunami. That gap seems to have been closed, and one of the reasons people are citing is because of uh, the way things have gone with the Kavanaugh hearings, that uh, that it's it, it's wakened up or awakened uh, a lot of uh, conservatives, uh, and now they may be coming out to uh, to vote also in November. How do you how do you see the effect of yesterday's vote?
1: Well, certainly, the the political pundits are all saying that uh, Republicans that were unhappy with the president, uh, unhappy with Mitch McConnell, or or various policies or issues, um, uh, based on the uproar over Judge Kavanaugh and the sexual abuse allegations, uh, thinking is that those people that were perhaps going to stay at home um, or uh, not open up their uh, checkbooks. Uh, uh, do you
0: think? Do you think now that they've won, however, now that they've won what they've they've sought for decades? That there may be more of a tendency to lay back, where certainly the the Democrats and the uh, the liberal groups are are they're they're nasty, they're 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 mad, they're fighting mad.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I wonder. I mean, it, what I saw over the last couple of weeks was this narrative or this thinking, uh, including the president saying this in campaign style speeches he was giving across the country, was emphasizing how critical it was to get Judge Kavanaugh confirmed. Um, almost as though everything that Congress does, everything the President does from a policy standpoint, was being subjugated and wasn't as important as getting this fifth uh, seat on the Supreme Court. And, and and understandably, you know, Judge Kavanaugh, you know, is on the court for uh, 25, 30 years, which he very reasonably could be based on his age. Um, uh, you, you clearly have a situation now where a Republican President like some past republican presidents in the past nominated who they thought were conservative republican jurists
0: who then when who they got turned the out court, to be anything but it
1: turned out to be middle of the road they, often voting with the the liberals yeah. on the court on certain social uh, issues and uh, i don't think we, i don't think there's any signs of that this time but uh, they
0: have been more careful in their selection
1: absolutely as as your good friend bob from Canisius, you know the federalist society yes. have have done their due diligence uh in in with judge kavanaugh uh, I, I i do think that uh, you know democrats and liberals and progressives whatever you want to call them are riled up and if only for the fact that they think that if they can take the house of representatives they can impeach judge kavanaugh if further information comes forward uh, that, uh about him in the future
0: yeah that would that, that that is a crazy scenario i mean it's out there i i can't imagine that happening but you never know listen we're going to take a quick break now, but uh, for the rest of this hour, for the rest of the program until noon, we'll be talking about uh, Judge Kavanaugh and the confirmation, everything that went uh, before, and everything that's going to happen as a result of fallout, if you will. Uh joining me are uh, Dr. Tim Kellen and Bob and Susan Gregg, my good friends and uh very very common people, I can attest to that. And we would like you to participate also. If you'd like to uh get in your two cents, give us a call here. 8030930-8030930. I'm Kevin Hardwick, you're listening to Hardline on News Radio nine thirty WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick. Uh joined today uh on my panel. Uh, talking about the events of the past week and uh, the fallout from the Kavanaugh confirmation and where things go from here, midterms, et cetera. Uh, if you want to weigh in, please do, but I'm joined in studio by Tim Callan, Dr. Tim Callan and Bob and Susan Gregg. Uh, we all have our thoughts, but uh, I really want to hear yours. So 8030930 the number to call. Let's go first to Ed in Buffalo. Ed, thank you for holding. Uh, welcome to the program.
4: Thank you very much. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome, Ed i got to get a few things off my chest. I'm, Ed,
0: I hope this is therapeutic for you and a lot of other people.
4: It's going to have to be for, every, for everybody. Here's my point. Uh, our founding fathers created a wonderful system. The Supreme Court justice being one of them. And <laughs> in my opinion, what they envisioned years and years ago, when President Obama... Suggested a, a nominee, Mitch McConnell got his way. He didn't allow that man to even be talked to. Nothing for over a year. You had justice systems four and four. Okay, now Justice Kavanaugh got put in by the senators. Were the senators listening to a retired Supreme Court justice the other day? Were the, were the senators really? paying attention to the attorneys across this country. Were, were, were the senators allowing uh, the FBI to have a full week of investigation? Mm-hmm. I know it's not a criminal trial. I understand that. But you got over 40 some people wanting to report things to the FBI. They couldn't reach the FBI. Whose fault was that? And, 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 and now to see Kavanaugh make a statement saying what goes around comes around. You better believe it, because in the long run, some something uh, some some kind of justice has to has to prevail. As far as other candidates who could have been interviewed, but weren't, and I'd like to know why and and what's the real reason President Trump really wanted him and him only. And I'll hang up and
0: listen to your. All right, Ed. Thank you for uh, putting all that on the table. Ed uh, hangs up. Uh, You can have that line at 8030930 if you call now. Um, simple one word answer to uh, Ed's question. Politics. Yes. I mean, he talked about Merrick Garland. He talked about the the Senate, the confirmation process. I mean, it's not Democrat politics or Republican politics. It's just politics in 2018 in general. Isn't that, isn't that Bob, where we are now? I mean, I mean, yeah, this is politics. I, I, I think so. I, I you, you can no longer pretend that this is this process is devoid of politics. All we're doing is trying to figure out in the confirmation process whether these uh, these justices are fine, upstanding people.
2: Uh, right. You know, when the politics entered it, then it then it got got nasty uh, because they they did they did uh, seem to split that room of the of the hearing, and then uh, a lot of the uh, Commentators on television were were talking about Democrat, Republican, and That's, I thought it was always the best man with the job. And, and the, and the focus
0: wasn't on 100 senators; it was on the two or three that may cross over. Correct. I mean, one from uh, one from the Democrats crossed over, and a co- one from the Republicans crossed over. But there were a couple of other on both sides that may have may have gone either way. I mean, I mean, Sue, when we talk about when we talk about the politics of this thing. I mean, it's it's not like this has happened overnight. I mean, you can go back to the Reagan administration and the uh, the Bork, Bork nomination, yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's been coming on for some time. And the fact that this is the swing seat now, this is the seat that will tip the court conservative, it makes it that much more political.
3: Everybody knew in in 2016 during the presidential campaign that this was going to be an issue that there would be seats that are going to be appointed by the president the new president, yeah. um, it, it was an issue all during the campaign.
0: Elections matter.
3: Elections matter. There's a there's a professor somewhere who always says elections have consequences.
0: I, I don't know I've who it is. I've heard someone, well, I think there's more than one professor, but, but certainly I've said that on on numerous occasions.
3: Tim I was.
1: Democratic senators this week uh, as part of their talking points late right. this week. The narrative changes. Oh yeah. To, well, you well, they they to get you care. Out and vote. Go out and vote in Go the out midterms and,
3: and, and people
0: vote and get don't vote and, vote and then upset. they
3: sit back and complain. Yeah, I,
0: I, you know, you know, normally, normally the losers in this actually do better at the polls, you know, um, and uh, and I think that's going to probably happen this time. I think uh, there won't be the blue tsunami tsunami we were talking about uh, months ago because of I think. Republicans were awakened uh, by this whole thing, but I think some of them will go back to sleep, uh, and it's the Democrats who are really mad, and their base will come out. Uh, I'm become- not
3: convinced that it's going to change the Republicans to come out to vote. Everyone thinks this is going to help the Republicans, and it may, but it's, I don't know.
0: It's it's tough. Tim, Tim uh, briefly before the break, and then we'll get to some more phone calls after the break. If you're online, please hold. Um I was uh, I was fascinated. I heard most of the speeches by the two Republican women, uh Susan Collins of Maine and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. And they were both very interesting and they walked through everything. I think uh, um and I think they 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 both uh saw the uh sexual assault allegations as in the end they were troubled by it, but it was a he said she said sort of thing. The where they differed was I think, was on uh, whether uh, Kavanaugh will be a partisan on the court. And I think Murkowski was especially offended uh, by his opening statement a week ago when he basically said, this is the Clintons, this is so-and-so. I mean, and, you know, you, you talk about the Supreme Court justices being the analogy we use is an umpire in baseball calling balls and strikes. This is almost like an umpire in baseball wearing a Red Sox hat
1: yeah, there's there's no doubt uh, I mean, Senator Mikowski also had some concerns by Native Americans uh, in Alaska on policy mm-hmm. reasons in, in uh, Judge Kavanaugh's prior decisions. But I think she but but I, I think she was okay uh, on that the, the temperament issue um, of his uh, uh, tirade, um, as some people have characterized it, uh, and the anger that he showed is something we don't expect jurists to show. They may they may feel that privately. Uh, but we don't expect to see certainly candidates for the Supreme Court or Supreme Court judges, justices, showing that level of, of vitriol and, and responsiveness. And, and the comments to Senator Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar, you know, when she asked him if he'd ever blacked out and he turned it around, didn't answer the question and then said, "Yeah, you I, 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 out? I mean, it just,
0: I've said on numerous occasions that Clarence Thomas was just as angry and just as indignant, but he wore it a lot better. I think that, you know, if you look at what he did again it's understandable you're upset you're these allegations you're saying they're false uh, but you still have to keep it together and you can't go full parson like that listen uh we'll take your comments on that or anything else after the news break and neil mcmass standing by with the top of the hour news uh, i'm sorry the bottom of the hour news uh when we come back we'll get to more of your calls 8030930 the number to call i'm kevin hardwick you're listening to hardline on news radio 930 wben <laughs> And welcome back to the program. Kevin Hardwick here sitting together with my uh, therapeutic panel, uh, Dr. Doctor Tim Callan, uh, Bob and Susan Gregg, maybe they're the ones who doctor can give the therapy to, I don't know about that. <laughs> anyway we are we are kind of uh, uh, debriefing we're coming down from uh, the week that was we're looking forward to the week that will be and the uh, uh, four weeks that will be because four weeks from Tuesday are the midterm elections and uh, you know elections as we said have consequences and these are the first big elections since the uh, two thousand and sixteen elections on the uh, on the national level we'll see what happens um, Let's uh, let's go to the phones eight zero three zero nine thirty the number to call if you want to get on board eight zero three zero nine thirty let's go first to Frank in Holland Frank welcome to the program thank you for holding
5: good morning sir and uh, appreciate the show this morning well,
0: well you're welcome I hope it I hope it's helping
5: uh, it is it's enlightening to hear some of the different opinions but everybody has one and I'd like to add mine in regards please to another pl- thing. please do the, the uh, it seems very Politically timed, strategically timed, and it seems to me that if the precedent is going to be set in such a crucial matter that the FBI is just going to be pull the trigger and do an investigation, it needs to be done for across the board. Not just for a crucial position of Supreme Court nominees, but how about charges, uncorroborated charges of misconduct of senators, of legislators, Mm -hmm. of presidents, of any... 30 years in the past, uncorroborated, even by her own witnesses, uh, have the FBI investigate that. I think that that would be a great job, creator, because <laughs> at 30 years' worth, uncorroborated, and an FBI just pull the trigger and do that because, you know, oops, it's a political matter. You know, let's start looking at the Clintons. Let's start looking at the Obamas, the Bushes, the, all of them. I mean, let's face it. And 30 years ago, were we all the same people? And if the FBI is going to be used as a political, uh, you know, weapon like this, by all means, it better be even across the board. So that's my point about all this. You know, right,
0: Frank, Frank? Let me let me ask you a question. Um, do you think that when you mentioned President Clinton, I mean, you mentioned the Clintons, but let's talk about President Clinton. When similar allegations were made against President Clinton, do you think that they got their due? Do you think that they should have been pursued more vigorously?
5: I think that with the political climate that aimed the political tool, I think yes, they good. And I think the only reason that they might have, you know, and again, it's all my only personal opinion, the only reason that both of them, Hillary and Bill, got away with all the things they did is because, yes, they were president, and, yes, they had dirt on near everybody, not just in the Congress, but in the, on the globe, mm-hmm. and in the position they're at. That's why they got away with it. I mean, we see people get away with murder, you know, O.J. Simpson, things like that, everybody... Just because of the wealth, the power, the political connections, you know, our system is the best in the world. It's not perfect, but if we're going to set the precedent that the FBI is going to be used as a political weapon against advocacy, Mm -hmm. it needs to be across the board and even, and you know what? There's a lot more than uncorroborated (laughs) things against other politicians out there.
0: Very good. Frank, thank you for uh, listening and thank you for calling in this morning. Uh, Well, you you know, Frank brings up, uh, I I mean, again, other people with this look into Justice or Judge Kavanaugh, well, now Justice Kavanaugh's past have, uh, have said, well, what about, you know, what about the Clintons? What about this? What about that? I mean, there is there is a point to be made there someplace. Uh, I'm not sure I would take it as far as he did and talk about the But politi- the FBI used as a political weapon because I mean, the FBI agents, for their part, were just doing their job in this case, Tim. But uh, right. should should more you know should should we or should the media have taken more seriously in years past? Uh, allegations of this sort of conduct against other people, specifically those on the other side of the political aisle.
1: Well, I mean, there's a reason the media is called the fourth branch of government. I mean, the the Me Too movement was spurred by Mm -hmm. uh, Ronan Farrow and uh, the articles that he and Jane Meyer did. I mean, you have this whole mass movement in this country that has spread to other nations around the world of prominent business people, media tycoons, politicians, elected officials who are having to leave their positions um, sometimes decades after the allegations or events happened um, because people are coming forward and reporters, journalists are investigating. I mean, I mean, the Kavanaugh matter, let, let's be clear, was not an investigation. It was an FBI background check process that was being done. It was limited in scope, and I'm not trying to dispute the caller's uh, um, view that, that sometimes things get politicized. Uh, I'm not saying the FBI is politicized, yeah. but – that, you know, there's a perception out there right. in the public that certain people um, fly by the look, word, do- re-
0: re- Republicans will tell you it, it was, you know, he'd already passed six checks. There was no reason to do that. They didn't want to do it. Democrats will say, you know, it didn't go far enough. It was a sham. Uh, in the end, what we got was another look. I mean, from from my point of view, I think it was good that they, uh, they did hit pause. I'm glad that Senator Flake. Uh, brought that about and demanded that as a condition of of his support um, you know and I, I I think especially it was important that you have the FBI interview someone like mark judge one of the the guy the other guy in the room Um You know, it didn't go further, much further than that, and people are people on both sides aren't going to be happy. Didn't
1: didn't interview Judge Kavanaugh and didn't uh, interview Doctor Ford. Yeah,
0: I've heard that, but you know, Kavanaugh and Ford already had said about what else would they have said? I'm not sure.
2: I don't know. I heard that too. And then after the investigation, uh, uh, the the senator from California said it wasn't enough. We need more. Yeah. Uh, Just when does it stop and we make a judgment? Okay. Yeah, that's the point.
0: I, I would have, I would have seen, I, I would have liked to have seen a few more witnesses. Uh, however, um, in the end, uh, given what uh, what apparently the FBI was able to get from those uh, witnesses, additional witnesses that they did talk to, uh, sounds from everybody that it ended up being, you know, your classic he said she sure. said, and yeah, I, mean,
1: I, I don't disagree. And, and for me, um, separate from the serious allegations against the judge, for me the bigger concern, in addition to his temperament. And and his tone Mm -hmm. that we talked about a little bit earlier at the hearing um, was if if he testified that he didn't black out, he had never Mm -hmm. been, you know, uh, falling down drunk. This was not a pattern. He said, I like beer. But he clearly stated he didn't have a problem with alcohol back in his youth. And again, I know we're talking about things from 30 years ago. But when you testify under oath for a lifetime appointment to the highest court in the land, um, that you've never done certain things, and then all these other people that were classmates, lived in the dorm with him, roommates, other people are saying, "Well, wait a minute, that wasn't the Mark Cavanaugh I knew uh, when, he, when he was nineteen, nineteen and, and that's why I
0: say I would have liked to. That's have, a I, I would have liked the FBI to interview a few of them, but in the end, even if they did, uh, you, you know, even if they did uh, uh, contradict what he said. In terms of the original allegation, the sexual assault allegation, it still would have come down to he said, she said. Let's, let's, let's squeeze in one more phone call at 803-0930 before the break, and then we'll take some after the break. Bob in Buffalo, welcome to the program.
6: Yeah, I also heard Dianne Feinstein had a spy from China that was driving her around, uh, but to get to the point... The State of the Union, I noticed there were a bunch of empty seats, especially Supreme Court justices who couldn't be bothered to show up uh, to see the president speak. Not that it's neither here nor there, but, you know, for a job interview, there was an awful lot of things said that were nasty slander, called evil, uh, uh, said that if he was put on the Supreme Court, people would... I, I thought that was slander, and in the private uh, uh, industry, uh, you would sue that person uh, for making those type of statements. And i just point out two quick things. Anthony Capozzi went to prison for 20 years because there were people that said that uh, he raped them. And then later on, we found out that he didn't do it. And then you had Martha Stewart, who lied to the FBI and went to prison. My question is, is somebody, because somebody has lied, are they going to go to prison for perjury over what has been said? Because there seems to be an awful lot of allegations that have come out from the boyfriend over... Uh, Oh, I don't know. Uh, an FBI agent living with her is and uh, also uh, talking about my detector test and how to take them, so on so forth. And I'll hang up and I'll listen to the response. Oh,
0: okay, we'll have a, a, a quick discussion about that, Bob, uh, before the break. We're a little bit long for the break, but we'll, we'll take it in another minute or two. Um, Tim, do you really think that either side wants to take this any further and go after, you know, again, it's a he said, she said, and there are probably other he said, she said's out there, and they said, I I think everybody's ready to move on. I I mean, I think I think think if you get bogged down in this, you don't know what could happen, and it could boomerang on you if you start further investigation. I I think Republicans are happy to move on. They got what they wanted. I think you're right.
1: The Federalist Society tweeted uh, either this morning or last night, uh, that uh, somebody should file defamation lawsuits against the Washington Post and Dr. Ford, and somebody from the progressive world said, we would love for you to bring <laughs> that lawsuit. Yeah, because then yeah, you have yeah, full yeah, discovery, you have discovery, full yes. investigations, people are, are are brought in under oath. And Alan Dershowitz said the same. thing. Sue,
0: so, so th- so are you ready to move on?
3: I'm ready to move on, but I think it should be pointed out that people have to think before they accuse people of something. To be accused of something that you didn't do and be sure. basically defenseless is an awkward awful situation to be put in and but
0: but but the, but the counterpoint isn't it that i am sure that dr ford did think it it sounds
3: Absolutely. So, something sounds she happened did
0: think quite
3: something happened quite long.
0: now whether it happened or not again it's your classic he said she said mm-hmm. much like again you go back to 91 and clarence thomas and anita hill i'm still not sure how i uh, yeah. how i sort that one out i mean yeah. you you know, yo know, all these years later you are really don't know. Anyway, one thing we do know is we're long for a break. Uh, 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 Scott Miller is about to throw something at me from the booth. Uh, so let's take that break when we come back. Maybe we'll get to more of your calls if you want to get in line. 8030930, 8030930. One more segment to, to go here. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back. One final segment of uh, Hardline. Kevin Hardwick here, uh, sitting around the table with Dr. Tim Callan, Bob Gregg, and Susan Gregg talking about uh, everything that's gone on for the last uh, couple months with this uh, confirmation hearing its conclusion being reached yesterday of course the midterms coming up I'm sure its effect will be felt there whatever it is uh, but you know uh, 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 panel it's had an impact on the country I think everything we've gone uh, gone through has had an impact on the country I mean we were already a very polarized nation. Just the fact that Kavanaugh was appointed and we had all these demonstrations and everything before anything happened, uh, you know, made us more polarized. The sexual assault allegations and the FBI investigation and whether they should or whether they shouldn't uh, has even made us more polarized. And I think we see this in the workplace. We see it, many of us, in our families. Um, and I, I, I guess uh, my question as we go around the room, is there any hope uh, for healing or coming back together as a nation, Tim
1: you know we were talking about that during the break, and uh, this country has been through traumatic and massive upheavals before the Civil war, Vietnam, you know several world wars uh, the civil rights struggle, um, reconstruction in the south i mean there's there, there's been no shortage of crises in this country uh, that We've always seemed to get through. Has it taken longer um, than we'd like or for people to move on and forgive and forget, or, or, or move past it and come together? So I'm, I want to be optimistic about uh, moving forward. That, you know, after some passage of time, uh, people can come together. But it's it's a legitimate question, uh, Kevin. On. You know, I'm in situations myself uh, in my personal life where you can barely talk with certain people about politics anymore because it's just such a heated issue. And uh, when it's difficult to talk about these issues with family and friends sometimes, um, how do we bring back society and government and the elected officials that represent us uh, to work together? Uh, I think it can be done. It's been done before. We've succeeded in moving on before. Um, But it's, it's a real concern for me. I don't have an answer. Bob
2: yeah well you know talk about worlds collide. Uh, you know being an artist I hang around um, uh, groups that seem to be a little liberal and I'm perceived as being conservative and if I'm working in my studio or somewhere and I just want to hear some political news, I turn on Rush Limbaugh and people would just like chastise me just for listening. Uh, and you know I'm you know we try to be civil. And I just say, uh, I want to listen to the news. I want to know what's going on. What do we want to talk about? I think that if we remain civil and we talk about the issues and work our way out, I think we do have hope because just like Tim said, you know, we've gone through, I've been through Vietnam. I've been through the civil rights issues, okay, and and, and I know we we can get together. And uh, I think it's going to take a little bit more healing because a lot of people are very upset of what happened uh, with the Kavanaugh, as they say, the Kavanaugh effect on politics. I think uh, uh, things will heal after a while, and we'll move on to our next uh, crisis. And, and you know, we'll you know, the question is, the
0: have these things ever heal? I mean, to some extent, uh, you, you know, maybe we never got over civil rights, and we never got over Vietnam, and there are things... Circulating uh, under the, the surface that, you know, come out at, at moments like this. But I, I agree, there's, you know, somehow we got to get back to civility, uh, and probably the most civil person I know is Sue Gregg. So <laughs> how, how do we do it, Sue, or, or is it going to happen?
3: I think it has to happen. I think people have to learn to respect one another and listen to everyone's opinion. When you sit there and you're told blatantly that your opinion is wrong, I've always But a firm believer is an opinion isn't wrong. An opinion is purely your opinion. But I've seen – I've lost a lot of good friends because they're very liberal and therefore I'm wrong. And, of course, they're wrong because I'm not (laughs) liberal. And it works both ways. But you have to just – in the office, I hear all one side and I walk across the aisle and I hear all the other side and God forbid you meet – There's got to be a way to meet, there's got to be a way to sit down and and talk, and and once again, respect the other opinion and discuss it, not get crazy about it.
0: Time to squeeze in one final call. We go to Dennis in in East Aurora. Dennis, welcome to the program.
6: Hey, Kevin, thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, I I just wanted to to let your listeners know that there's a YouTube video kicking around that demonstrates exactly what the Democrats did to Kavanaugh, and it's Nancy Pelosi, and she calls it the wrap-up smear. And it lays it out exactly how they they make these accusations against people, the media parrots it, and then the Democrats, you know, they use the, the parroting in the media as validation of their mm-hmm. unfounded, ac- um, you know, uh, acclamations or what have you. And, yeah. it, and it, it's disgusting how she just lays it out with no...
0: sure. De- Dennis uh, we were having a, a similar discussion during the break in the in the studio here do you think though that the the media uh, are just an extension of of what goes on in society and now you have you know you have the conservative media and then you have the liberal media and and you know some uh, on the liberal side would accuse Fox News of doing the same thing on the other side obviously
6: I definitely think they're tools of the, the political parties and mm-hmm. The only way to maybe get the whole story is that you got to listen to both. I know it's painful to listen... You know, me being a Republican, it's helpful well, to listen to the
0: other side. Well, well, ab- absolutely, and I think those are words of wisdom, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. Thank you, Dennis, for calling in. And and Dennis is right; you got to listen to both sides. I mean, that that is one of the things we try to do in this program. I've got Tim Callen sitting across to me, from me. I'm a Republican; he's a Democrat. The the uh, the Gregs are, are ridiculous conservatives, um, and and Tim is sitting here, and we're having a nice civil conversation. And there's not enough of that that uh, that, that, that goes on, and you were talking during the break Tim, about the moderates. Where are the, you know, what happens to the moderates?
1: Right, it, 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 the Kavanaugh issue, and just more generally, where politics has gone in the last two years in this country, uh, it, it worries me greatly as a political scientist uh, and, and with an academic background who works in government. We need people who are in the middle. Because you'll always have people that are liberal. You'll always have people that are conservative. Often, how you get but, government politics done is in the middle by compromise. But, but they have to
0: get out of their echo chambers, right? I, I, I mean, and you know, I, I mean, Dennis brings up a good point about about the, the the media on the one side helping out the the Democrats, but the media on the other side, a different uh, uh, outlet, helps the Republicans. And if we all retreat to hear the views we want to we want to hear and have them reinforced, we can go to Fox News or we can go to MSNBC. But there's there's got to be a meeting place in the middle.